Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Indie Cult. I am George. Today, I am joined with... John Soul. This is the podcast where we discuss the struggles and learning experiences of independent artists and creative minds. So, John? Yeah, what have you been up to? So, (laughs) so... Today is actually today the day of recording is actually somewhat of a special day in the in the universe of spitting real films. Yes it is. What is it? Uh so guys, basically a year ago today, uh Pokers was released on platforms that you could watch them on. Vimeo uh especially. Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty exciting. Spinning Real Films, our production group, put out Pokers, the second short film we've ever made one year ago to this date. Yeah. Very special. It's been quite... Yeah, it is. It's been a long ride. Uh, how long uh, How long have we been doing films now for? Two, three years? Three years. Two years. Well, um, well I think... S- I, 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 I'm going to say three years. Ago. years. Yeah, I, I think, think Seekers are in three years ago. S- s- Seeker, Seeker, our first short film came out in 2018, but we were working on that for some time before that. Yeah. So we got started. We got started, let's say, in 2017. So it's 2020 now. So three, about three years. Yeah. Yeah. Not not too long, actually. Not, not that long. No. Very nice. I mean, you know, uh, like I've reiterated many times before, we're new to this. And that's why we were doing this podcast to discuss what we learn and what our process is now in the beginning. And so we can document how we evolve hopefully we're evolving yeah and and also give everyone a a chance to you know tell us what they do if they want to come on and you know display their art uh talk about it we can exchange uh pleasantries about you know the the fun parts the dark parts you know like you know i just want to give a quick uh hello to everyone who's uh you know starting to uh you know let the quarantine set out and you know they're trying to get back into the real world uh the artist who's still creating uh still trying to support themselves uh if you're out there you know just keep doing it you know it doesn't matter if uh if it's something that really fills up your bank account as long as it fills you up as a person i think that's the the most important part about it you know so there's something else I actually wanted to uh, talk about. All right, let's do um, it. Yeah, we should, right? Yeah, because I was going to, I could go into something too. I was thinking about, uh, you know, just in terms of like uh, the, the web of support, like what's it going to be like when we start, you know, being able to shoot again, record again with uh, large groups of people or in public in general, you know, I just want to see what everyone's going to, be like when they reach that juncture because i know a lot of artists right now that you know because also they're not working you know they are taking the opportunity to you know work on their uh their projects but you know the underlying thing at the end of the day is especially people don't support themselves with what they love to do is you know what's what's everything going to be like when this is all over with and we can start breaking back into being out there and so to speak and you know, shooting our next project or, you know, making your next clothing line and how you're going to be able to put it out there with like a fashion show, like, 
you know, I want to, I would like to hear from people on that. If anyone wants to chime in, if they listen to the podcast. Yeah, we encourage any sort of interaction. Um, if, if you want to contact us, that can be done at spinningrealfilms at gmail.com. That's R-E-A-L, mm-hmm. not R-E-E-L. Same Spinning thing. Real Films. Yeah. yeah. And then the spiral. Uh, Instagram as well. Yeah. <laughs> a spat. Yeah, a spat. <laughs> on Instagram, Spinning Real Films, mm-hmm. again, on Instagram, or Spinning Real F on Twitter. Yeah. R-E-A-L, always. Yeah, so if they want to chime we're in. real, yo. We're real. And uh, what, what else did you want to add to that? Because, like, just waiting to get some type of uh, feedback from people who are listening to us. Uh, what's uh, What's been on your mind, bro? So something else I wanted to to talk about a little bit, and I, this might be news to you. I don't know if I don't know if you know this. Um, so our third short film, The Crumbling, is currently uh, in the film festival circuit, and every now and then we get uh, responses on whether or not it's accepted or rejected from a film festival. Anyone who isn't familiar with the process, usually what happens is when you're done with a short film or a feature film that is independent, what you do is you submit it to film festivals and judges review it. And if it's accepted, it's usually screened at their festival. So that's where the crumbling is right now. And we got a a rejection letter or a letter, a rejection response from a film festival um, last week. But something interesting about it was that the, the rejection email actually named the crumbling in the email body, which is something we've never seen before. It's usually just like a an automated email that just kind of says, you know, dear so-and-so, congratulations, your film has been rejected or, or I'm sorry, congratulations, your film has been accepted or we're sorry to inform you, your film has been rejected. Yeah, blah, it's like blah, a blah. cookie cutter. A it's just, yeah, they just send them out. Yeah, it's just like, other, yeah. no, but this one actually had the crumbling's name in the sub, in the in the body. So we were like, this seems like it potentially was a personalized email. So we thought, hey, why don't we just respond to this email and say, hey, thanks for emailing us could you perhaps let us know what you thought of the film and why you didn't think it was uh and why it, it yeah, was just not a critique. accepted i just want to i want a critique of of, yeah, of why you we were think like, want it yeah and it, it was a long shot because we were like i mean but we thought if it's if it's personalized maybe someone will read it and and respond yeah and we actually got a response Awesome. Can we read it out? And I was, I was really surprised. I mean, I I don't think it's necessary to read the whole thing. I can tell you the, um, the 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 gist of it. Yeah, sure. So basically, he said, "You got you guys are," he he says, "Dear Evan and George, you guys are both clearly talentless hacks. We have no interest in screening films of such low." quality and creative vision oh, okay no he didn't really oh, i was about that. to say like that's <laughs> i was gonna say like can we stop this because <laughs> not because i can't take criticism not because you don't you don't know somebody like even if i don't like someone's work like there's definitely a way to say it 
Like, I mean, I think the worst thing I ever said to somebody was, I, I, I hope you have, like, something you do during the day, and, like, this isn't all you do. Oh, that's really bad. <laughs> that's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but- no, no, I mean, I, 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 I don't mind. I don't, I mean, he didn't say that. I mean, if he had said that, I probably wouldn't have, like, liked it just because it's so, like, unnecessarily mean. Yeah. You know, like there, there's a way to say like, hey, like this is not good enough without l- literally telling the person like, fuck you. Well, it's not even it, just that. I feel like of- if you don't have also like an intelligible like response or a backing and you say some stuff like that, it's like your statement is more ignorant than the statement I'm initially trying to make to you with my short film or my song. Like, like for you to go as deep as to like be so uneducated in in your response kind of like removes any type of authority that you think that you possess or you're entitled to or that you're given by a said mean or large group of people like yeah i've 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 received criticism like that oh yeah i've heard plenty of it of course and it doesn't it's not gonna like i said failure is probably the greatest teacher you know and you know, just keeping at it, I think, is more important than giving in. Yeah, and I think, you know, you want to encourage people, right? Even if even if what they did today is not good, you don't want to, like, dash their dreams, especially out of the gate, you know? It's kind of just like, say, like, you know, you can point out and say, you know, this didn't work and this didn't work. But, you know, something like that was that was kind of going down the right path. Maybe you should explore that more, you know? There's ways that you can encourage someone to try and do better rather than tear them down. You don't want to tear, you want to build people up. You don't want to tear them down. You don't want to lie to anybody because ultimately being patted on the back is not helpful. You know, you want to hear what's wrong with it, but you want to hear it in a way that's encouraging and respectful. I also think, uh, but, you know, in, in reference to like the existence of all those negative types of, you know, responses, like it is probably a more potent fuel for some in any given situation, you know, given the, the nature of your, your be. perseverance, you know, like if, if you're truly a believer in, in things that you love and things that you want to do and that fuels you as opposed to like breaks you, if your skin is really thick and it really just like drives you crazy, like it could be a strong, uh, motivator, I think. Very strong way to like That's kind of true. like rebound it. It could work. It, it definitely can work in a lot of ways. But the route I like to take for myself, just because I want to be known as decent individual, is I would like to. And and even if it said kind of spi- like kind of maybe said spitefully or said like in a way that's misconstrued as that, depending on the level of how much I know you. Uh, not to say that you know it's it's tough love, but you know, like in that particular instance, when I told someone, I hope like, you know, they do something during the day is just like, you know, also it could be taken as, you know, I hope you're making some extra money so that you can up maybe your, your show value, you know, like you work on your image or maybe you work on the quality of your equipment that's around you or also who are you surrounding yourself with? That's also something that is implicative of what I'm trying to put across, but definitely intelligible and something respectful, like you said, I definitely think is just the route that everyone should take. And with that being said, what was the synopsis of that critique that you received from that uh, short film email? Yeah, sorry. So let's get back to the... Let's not digress. <laughs> let's leave the fantasy world and go back to what was really said. So 
He basically said that this that the crumbling was on their list for a very long time uh, during the judging ceremony. Ceremony. Selection process. <laughs> during the judging. Yeah, during the selection process, they, they kept it on their short list for, for quite a long time. And he said that it, it came down to two key reasons. One, which seemed to be the chief reason, was the runtime. Um, he said that we, the crumbling is 18 minutes long, right? Let's, we could just, for simplicity, we can round that to 20 minutes. So the crumbling is 20 minutes long. So he's saying in that 20 minutes, we can show three or even four other shorts gotcha. instead of the crumbling. And this is actually something I had suspected, actually. And I had mentioned this to Evan in the past privately. And I said, like, I wonder if they critique longer shorts more harshly. Yes. Because of that, because they can, because they can select either one short or three or four other shorts. Yeah, exactly. And this kind of confirms that for me. Um, The longer your short is basically, the better it has to be. Yeah. And he's basically said like, you're, you're a a, a single 20 minute short needs to be as good or better than three or four other shorts combined. And that's, I mean, that's incredibly difficult. We should send them an abridged version of like nine minutes. A director's a director's abridged version, and we'll definitely crack that. To be honest, I think if we did that, though, that would kind of diminish the overall quality of the movie, and we might not get in on on those standards. Yeah. And the second thing, the second criticism that he got, which I think this is probably why he deemed it, or maybe not him specifically, but the judging team deemed it to not be as good as maybe some other shorter films that they had was they said that one of the characters didn't have as much depth as the other characters. And they felt that that kind of brought the film down, that one of the characters was so shallow in comparison to the other characters. I got you. I I have an idea too, yeah. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, so, which I appreciate. Um, And, you know, I talked about this. uh, It was definitely me. Like, let's just, like, let's just put it out there. It was definitely me, guys. It wasn't. It was definitely me. Um, It was just my man bod. It wasn't I needed to be man bodier, you know, (laughs) like. (laughs) Yeah, he said that, he said that that guy who played the dealer, he just, he he, he was just not fat enough. (laughs) By the way, I keep telling my girlfriend that the reason why I gained so much weight around that time period was because you and Evan told me to put on like 20 pounds. So I appreciate you guys being one of the reasons why I was fat during that time period. It's it's, it's, it's a good thing uh, you told me that. Otherwise, I could have blown up your spot without knowing. <laughs> it's like what your girlfriend would have been like, why was it so important for, for John's character to be to, to, to be overweight? And I'm I'm just like, what what do you st- uh <laughs> now I can say, uh, well, you know, obviously if you do a lot of drugs, you gain a lot of weight. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I'm a method actor. I'm telling you this. I'm a method yeah, actor. You're a method actor. Method actor. Meth method. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really appreciate this criticism. Um, I think No Trespassing has a lot of potential, and it's going to be one of those simple little projects that you put together. I feel like that always kind of like gets you somewhere where you've always wanted to be. You know, like that 
Like, I'm really upset that I wasn't a part of No Trespassing. Like, I'd, I'd worked that day, which sucks. But again, it's just one of those things that you, you kind of deal with when you're doing these types of things, especially in New York. Like, you know, I'd work. I couldn't, I, I couldn't wake up early enough to get there, you know, shoot the, the six, seven hours with you guys and then go back to work and work another late shift. So it's just... Sorry, man, you're in the entourage. No matter where we go, you, you're going to come with. Thank God. Thank God. I'm going to be like, oh, this is uh, this open bar? Oh, great. Awesome. That's nice to hear. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like, you know, uh, if, 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 uh, if you make it as like a rapper or if I make it as a filmmaker, when I move into the mansion, the other person's going to walk in and say, so which room is mine? Yeah, exactly. And also, like, you have to have, like, all kinds of different friends in different industries. You know, you got to have, you know, like, maybe... Yeah, so you can... You, you got to diversify your portfolio. Yeah, you know friendship. I mean? Yeah, you know, you got to have... You got to have one You got to hedge your bets. <laughs> you got to have, like, a chef. What bets. if one of your fr- chef friends becomes, like, a celebrity chef? What if, like, one of your friends becomes a comedian? What if one of your friends becomes, like, a famous coffee salesman? You know, you got to have all that covered, you know, like... You got to know, yeah. you got to have that in the know. You know, you got to know a hot girl, maybe she'll become a porn star. You know, maybe, or even a guy, maybe you know a hot guy and he becomes a porn star. I don't know. You figure it out. <laughs> I, I encourage all my hot guy friends to go into porn. I mean, isn't that the, the end game? <laughs> Turned out pretty good for Ron yeah. Jeremy. Seemed like he had an okay life. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah. And, I, I guess. I don't, and then, I don't know. and then he became relevant again in the early thousands. What show was he on? It was like a, one of those reality TV shows. He became, uh, he became very popular again. The, the surreal life on VH1. Uh, I, I don't know, but he, he, he would, he would pop up in movies every now and then. Uh, like of course. Movies. Of course. I mean, he, he popped up in, in pornographic movies too, pretty frequently, but I just mean he, you would see him in, in mainstream films a lot. Yeah, of especially course. in the '90s, I think in the '90s and the '80s, I think he would just kind of all of a sudden you'd be watching a movie and you're like, "The fuck? How? Why, why is Ron Jeremy here? Just, what's, what's about to happen?" Just residuals, you know, just little things that you know pop in and come in out of nowhere. You know, like oh, you know, like I'm not screwing chicks anymore for money, but you know, yeah, I'll fucking pop into one of your pop culture uh, references in one of your movies. Yeah, that's pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie. Where, where do you go for elementary school? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> forget harvard oxford cornell yale uh arizona state forget about yeah 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 what there's an artist called wale right and he's spelled the same way but with a w so why isn't he whale if that's yale right because he doesn't have an h he doesn't have an h but Yale and Wa- look how Wale. I guess he- <laughs> how's Wale pronounced? W A L E Wale. So if it's Y A L A, it should be Yale. Sounds more like prestigious. I too. guess. Sounds I way guess more. for it to be Yale, to- it'd have to have an H after the Y. I went to Yale. <laughs> like, come on, man! Follow the the basic principles of how perfect the English language is. Like the little idiosyncrasies of it. So so wait, you're an you you were an English major in college, and you're sitting here saying that the English language is perfect. No, it's not. Yeah, 
Is it? Because laugh is no. spelled L-A-U-G-H. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not perfect. It's, it's not very confusing. Oh yeah, native speakers especially. Yeah, but there's 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 points in time where you can you 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 make it you make it your own. That's that's also what I'm kind of like tiptoeing lines because I said initially it is perfect and it's not perfect, but I meant more to kind of say like it's kind of like people. It's it's both like perfect and imperfect at the same time. Wow. <laughs> so the English language is a representation of the population. Of just uh it's it's your person, you know, like it's it's the language it's the language of the of the people. And think about it, how many different peoples speak English? You know, like English is kind of like like the language of like it's like the whore language. Everyone like knows English, you know, like and it's not even exciting yeah, that you it, know it. it anymore you know it's like in fantasy oh, movies in, in fantasy movies and shit it's always referred to as the common tongue common tongue yes or like or like how come in marvel movies like if like we're watching guardians of the galaxy like peter quill can talk to an alien tree plant thing or a rocket can speak the same language as gamora which is english they have translators embedded in their heads but i don't have a translator embedded in my head and what language does it decide on? Does it speak the other person's language or does the language in your head become the other person's that you're speaking? So if you're using those translators, if you got one of those translators in your head, it'll translate what they're saying into the language that you understand. So wait, when when in what scenes in Marvel movies is that like what in Captain Marvel when she's like, is my universal translator working when she lands out of the blockbuster? So like that justifies all the lack of language knowing in every single movie. Well, different, there's different explanations for different things. Guardians of the galaxy. I think they allude to it at some point. I can't remember specifically, but I also know it's, a, it's mentioned in the comics, but not, that's not always the case though. For example, Thanos Thanos doesn't have a translator. He has all speak, which means he speaks and understands every language. Mm -hmm. Okay. But like, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, it's, it's at least it's explicitly put in the comic books and it's explained. Like, I feel like in some movies, like there's a lack of that. Like that's big. Like, it's like, how are these characters and these beings supposed to like, like, for example, in Green Lantern, the moment he gets to Oa, I know Green Lantern. Like a lot of people shit on it, but I'm a huge Ryan Reynolds fan. Uh, I honestly think like that was a, a a solid movie. I enjoyed I enjoyed that one. I enjoyed the director's cut of it. But anyway, there's a scene when he first comes to Oa, Hal Jordan, and the first thing, one of the first things that that be, that other Green Lantern says that fish looking dude is, oh, like your Universal Translator is working. Like, it should be said in more movies. Like, sometimes, you know, like in the old Superman movies, like, yo, when, when Superman landed, like, how did, you know, and, and uh, what's his name? Uh, his enemy, uh, Z -Z Zer, Zor? What's his name? Something with a Z. What's his name? In, uh, Zod? Zod, yes, Zod. You're talking about Gen General Zod? Yes, when he lands, how does everyone speak Zod? Like, how does Zod understand everybody? <laughs> you mean Kryptonian? Same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what I want to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I see what you're saying. It's not they they never they never like explain how it is that that certain characters cannot like certain characters that come to Earth they somehow automatically understand what's being said even though I mean it's a good point. It's a good point. And like, I think that you can there's for for that specifically, I don't really think Superman 2 at any point. Wait, are you talking about Superman 2 or are you talking about um, are you talking about the Man both, of Steel? The both, the remake and the original in, in context. In in Man of Steel, I think they they show that Zod knows all the languages because if you remember, he transmits that video signal to all the televisions and they go, like they're showing it from all the countries and every country is seeing it in their own native language. That's a good point, yes. So Zod, Zod, Zod has somehow learned all the languages. In Superman 2, I don't think that they address it. So he has um, all speak to, basically. His voice will always pop. speak to a person on a higher level, a higher level of, of consciousness. It's never established in Superman 2, mm -hmm. um, so I can't say. And and actually, it's never established for Thanos in 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 the marvel movies either it's just it's i just know that from comics i think um, i think thanos honestly all speak honestly you don't need to tell it because when you first get that glimpse of thanos at the end of i think it's iron man 3 oh, no no at the end no, of avengers, avengers, the avengers at the end of the first avengers when you see him turn and smirk that was like mm -hmm. yeah that was fire uh so that's why they don't need to establish anything yeah that's I, actually um that's actually a that that actually scene is a pretty heavy comic book reference. Yeah. So um yeah so so I don't know if I should get into this actually maybe forget it. <laughs> I, all right, I'll just give the uh, the really quick <clears throat> abridged version. So <clears throat> in that scene, um, his his minion tells him. <clears throat> Uh, oh, like he says something along the lines of, of, oh, those, those, you know, the earthlings, they're not, they're not as weak as we thought they were, you know, to, to, to try to fight the Avengers is, is, is to court death. The same, is like to court death. Yeah. Yes. So, um, and he's, he turns and smirks and the reference is that in, in Marvel comics, death has a personification of a female woman. So death is an actual being and thanos is in love with death yeah so to court oh, death to date death. is also a reference to say to to, to want to date death yes, yes. so oh, when, wow. when a man courts a woman it's because he's like trying to to take her out yeah wow that's yeah so... and actually the reason in the comics the reason thanos destroys half the world is not because he wants to like save the universe but he thinks that if he destroys half of all life, he will impress death and she will want to date him. Wow. All that for some poontang. Yeah, yeah for some wow. <laughs> deceased, wow. <laughs> dried out. <laughs> wow. Like he couldn't just give her all the infinity stones. Like, isn't that what they want? They want like a nice rock. All She's right. Not so I'll give you him. six rocks. You know, I'll give you all six of them and let's do this. Let's make this happen. She doesn't death death uh death rejects him. She yeah. turns him down. She doesn't want Thanos. Death yes. is in love with Deadpool. Really? 
Yeah. Go figure, and Ryan Deadpool Reynolds. Deadpool can't die, so they can never be together. Yes. Oh, man. I I really hope they start so breaking like into this. there's a tragedy this. there. I really hope they break into this in, in, the, in the coming phases. I really hope they get out there with that. Because, like, right now, like I said, I, well, now, I, now, now, Disney owns Fox, so they have they can use all the X Men and all the all on Deadpool and all those people. I I hope uh, so. Like me and my girl, I think I mentioned it in one of our other casts uh, podcasts. Um, uh, we started watching the Marvel movies in chronological order, not the shows. Like that's that's intense. Like there's like a total of like fifteen seasons of shows you have to watch in between the movies. Yeah. Uh, just, you'd need COVID tw- you need COVID 20 and 21 to hit yes. in order for then, you to have, yo, like, if, have time for all yo, God forbid that ever happens that's what I'm doing man like and then I'll, in between I'll throw in a Harry Potter marathon of those eight movies as well <laughs> like just to like fill up the week you know what I'm saying but uh, like we're well, there's actually 10 Harry Potter movies oh yeah if you include the Fantastic Beasts the same universe piece. yeah and yeah. a play so yeah. it's like a movie and and, and, and the play. Then you got to go to Broadway. You yeah, can't do that. You can't COVID. Do that. <laughs> Novid, but but yeah. Uh, so then, yeah. Uh, I uh, I really hope that they really start doing some because they have to. Like at this point, like with like with Infinity War, especially and with Endgame. Endgame takes the cake though in terms of like all of these heroes. Like yo, all the heroes were fighting on one screen. You had even Howard the Duck there. Uh, you had Pepper Potts. Uh, fucking King T'Chaka's little sister was whooping ass. You know, you had everyone there. You know, like the next level is you have to like start twisting um the storylines and adding like really intense different mashups that with with Marvel heroes that you know like you probably didn't even also experience in the comic books too. Like staying true to the arcs is is one thing, but also like needing to push the envelope for that particular like juggernaut. I think is that's, you know, pun intended on Juggernaut. Like, I would love to see him in the films more, too. But, you know, just in general, they really have to, like, like raise the envelope, like, put, raise that bar up to, like, keep people interested at this point. Like, did you know also in, End- in Endgame that there was a scene where um, Doctor Strange actually dons Iron Man's uh, nanotech and he becomes the Iron Mage, but they ended up taking it out because I think they're going to incorporate it in the other, um, the, the next phases that are coming up. But I'm really excited. I didn't hear that. What's up? I said I, d- I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that they were doing that, that they had that scene. They had that scene, yeah. It was full. Like, it was legit. Like, they, they even had uh, 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 Benedict Cumberbatch, like, outfitted with, with, the, with the suit, too. And Tony wearing just, like, you know, that... Um, inner layer of like jumpsuit he wears like that but with the cape that traditionally is worn by um uh dr strange so basically like i really hope they really push the the envelope in the next coming phase because like you know what's gonna really push your endorphins anymore like there was like a slow build you know you get like one hero and then maybe like a hero with like you know a sidekick but like we really need to see what's like. I want to see death. Death would be a like a dope thing to to fight and have Thanos come back and basically trying to win her affection. Like that'd be cool. I don't. That, that's not gonna happen. Now they're going into multiverses. They, they'd be, now they, they, they'd be fools if they bring Thanos back. I think. I think that they, they they did enough with Thanos. I think it's time to move on and do something else. I mean, it'd be great to see Thanos come back and just be squashed by someone else. 
that'd be pretty cool too. Like to say, oh man, this guy I mean, back. He was again. already squashed. Yeah, well, he was <laughs> more than squashed. <laughs> yeah, his head cut yeah. off once, and Twice, then he started to actually. dust. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what is the the next phase? What would it be? It would be to speak about like the creation of of everything, right? The Eternals, the Celestials. Well, I don't know. Um, I I don't know where I don't know if what they're gonna do. I remember when they said that after. I remember. Um, I think it might have been uh, Kevin Feige, who's the producer of all the Marvel movies and the president of Marvel Entertainment. I remember. I think it was him who had said something like, "They're not gonna start building towards another like major event." Like, I think they're going to, like, at least for the time being, kind of take it slow and go kind of movie by movie. Mm. That could have just been BS. Maybe he's just saying that to, like, so people are not, like, looking for who the next big villain is going to be. But the thing is, they have, um, I mean, they Disney just gained access to all their Marvel properties. So they can kind of, they can pull the X-Men in. They, got, they could pull the Fantastic Four in. They can set whoever they want as, as the next big villain now. It's almost a shame that they couldn't have incorporated the Fantastic Four yeah, and the X-Men oh into Endgame. Yeah, dude. And also, like, Silver Surfer's so badass. Like, that's that's in the Fantastic Four's... Uh... Yeah, G- G- Galactus. Maybe Galactus can be the next big villain. I mean, who else is more imposing than Thanos at this point? It's probably Galactus. Yeah, it is. That would be... The devourer of worlds. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dormammu is, is also a very uh, formidable... Uh, but he's more of like a dimensional villain, if anything. So like that's yeah. That, I mean, that would be kind of cool too, actually. They yeah, beca- pull they pull a villain that's already established. Yeah, Dormammu because, is is coming. Yeah, that, that, I think I, he's definitely gonna pop up again in in Multiverse of Madness. He has to, even to the point where you know Strange might make a, another deal with him to make something else you know happen. But who knows with that? Like I was so blown away by that movie and like the potential that Dr. Strange has that, you know, he could become like Cumberbatch could become like the next, like Tony Stark face of, of the Marvel timeline. He could become that perpetuating face. That's always there. And, you know, not to take anything away from Chris Evans because Captain America was a a phenomenal, you know, uh, like Homestead in terms of like the, the, the vertebrae of that, that arc and that that creation of that that timeline, but Doctor Strange to me has a lot of crazy potential, and even Scarlet Witch too. Well, those are those are the those are the new forefronts, right? Those yeah. are the new faces now. Yeah, um, it's going to be Spider Man. It's going to be Doctor Strange. It's going to be Scarlet Witch. It's going to be Captain Marvel, uh, Black Panther. These are the new Avengers now. Yeah, because the they're the younger actors, you know, like they're they're definitely gonna yeah they they came into the series later. Yeah, Scarlet Witch was the only one in Endgame who seemed to be able to 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 fight um, Thanos on by herself. Yeah, like she was about to fuck him up, and yeah. then he had to summon like a fucking Hail Mary, kill everybody. Yeah, attack in order to escape Scarlet to Witch to stop her. Yeah, he ordered. You no, know, and I think I think I think the multiverse of madness is really going to explore her her potential. Yeah, I'm really excited about it because she's gonna be she's gonna be in that. Oh man, I'm really I'm really glad that we broke into some comic book and Marvel on the show for the first time because like that's. Man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I mean, look, I, 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 I enjoy the Marvel movies because I enjoy, uh, 
I enjoy like comics, so like I'm like a comics nerd. So but I used, you also I used have to, read to comics, like all but the you time. Also have to, I know, but, so, but you have to also appreciate the level of 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 how hard every little person who's involved in those projects is pushing for their for that film to to be up to standard with with a Marvel Cinematic Universe project. You know, like that's what I appreciate. Also, aside from like being in love with the the heroes, the villains, the the storylines of absolutely like it's so innovative and inventive and fun. But the fact that they are the only ones who really push the audio, the video quality, the the artistic viewpoints, all of that, like like in some of the shots that I see, like in Avengers, like with the camera, like just tilting over Loki's um, scepter has the mind stone in it the way they just like have it like on this rotating swivel that just makes the it seem like the whole world is tumbling over your eyes it's just you can tell that every person who's involved in these projects like once you're there you're in the big leagues man like you're you're putting out something that is not even just film it is just it's designed to make you believe things if that makes any sense yeah, I mean they're not the only ones that that push that though. I mean they have the money to do whatever they want. That's right. that's the big thing. Like look they, at the size of it. Those though. movies. Look at the size of that. Look at this. Like you you can even put Harry Potter into like a conversation with it because that's like you said ten movies. Look at that, dude. And it's you could definitely all... put Harry Potter. You could definitely no, put you Harry can. Potter in the I'm not. I'm not. And I'm not taking anything away from it. But I'm saying like look at the the size of that music a music movie project that that project it is 20 films that were blockbusters back to back to back like how many lethal weapons were were dynamite how many in uh what's that movie that they make fun of it in um uh tropic thunder with ben stiller scorcher four five six you know like how could you possibly that's a a parody of blockbusters yeah but that's what i'm saying like how but no but but still he doesn't shoot 100% in the 5th and 6th and 7th movie like those are busts in the box office. Oh, so you're you're, you're saying you're saying like the longevity of the it. Longe- like how exactly. it was hit after hit after hit. Exactly. That's yeah. the other part about it. It's just like you know anyone who's a makeup artist, you know anyone who's making the sandwiches on that set are just like the the best at what they do. <laughs> like you're the best sandwich maker if you're working uh as a caterer on set for a Marvel movie or you know, like you're the best assistant any star or even supporting star can have on set. You know, like that's what is invoked when you hear MCU now. And that's what I'm saying. Like, what could possibly push this thing even further? Um, you mean like, like, like what production can push it? Even yeah. Further? Like, like it just seems like it's kind of like at, like capacity well, to, to everything me, is dynamite 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 yeah <laughs> like just when you think just when just just when you think it's like this one's the box office like bonus or like the killer like another one comes out that like blows that one out of the water it's crazy it's it's a matter of taste though it's it's like just because you've got all the money and you can afford all the best stuff doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna put out the most creative um artistic film mm-hmm. like 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 i said like I, I enjoy the marvel movies but 
I have yet to see a Marvel movie that's even in my top 100 films that I've ever seen. Mm. You know what I mean? I, like, I enjoy them. I, they're, like you said, they're very well done. But the, um, the effects-heavy stuff, the kind of, you know, I, I don't want to say this without sounding like... A snob or poignant? Just v- v- uh, Yeah, but it's very like cookie-cutter storylines. You know, it's like, I, I like them. I like them, but they don't wow me. Yeah. You know? There's nothing like that's uh, like... Like the twists are definitely there to be acknowledged and inferred, uh, as opposed to other movies that do it very delicately. Yeah, I mean it's it's not even that. I mean it's like look, like I said, I, I'm I'm a comics fan, so maybe I have a better grasp of the characters than someone who isn't. So maybe it's like, well, of course you kind of knew where the story was going because you have like an idea, a template. But ultimately, like these movie these movies are rarely based on specific storylines. I mean, sometimes they are, but even when they are, they're very loosely based. So it's even it's hard to tell where they're going to take things. But w- what I mean to say is like. Movies of this caliber, Marvel level caliber, like these huge blockbusters where hundreds of thousands of dollars are invested in, they are, um, they're made to appeal to everybody, right? That's the point. That's why they make a billion dollars. You're trying to find an empathetic nerve, yeah. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they're trying to appeal to every person. They want everybody to like it. Yeah. An empathizing right? factor and of like, like, this is what everyone likes. This is what everyone's into right now. Oh, yes. Yes. Everybody, everybody, the, the thought process is how can we make a movie that everybody is going to like? Yeah. And in doing that, yeah, sure. You'll make a movie that everybody will like, but you're not pushing the envelope. You're not taking any risks. You're not doing anything dangerous. You know, you're not exploring something risky because it's not worth the risk for you. Yeah. Like you got to risk upsetting people, you know what I mean? You got to risk making a movie that people will hate. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, there's people that hate the Marvel movies, but if anything, I know, I know, I know the people some. that do hate the Marvel movies hate them for how likable they are. If anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that if you don't like Marvel movies, you can't be trusted. <laughs> no, I don't think that's the case. I think they're 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 very well made. I like them. I like them. I just don't love them. Yeah, they're uh, not my they're not my taste. They're not what I look for. They're in a they're, movie. they're I built, enjoy them very they're much. They're definitely built more. Also, they're, I think they're also very like strenuously built on the idea of creating an experience when people go to the movie theaters because everyone's gonna experience the movie their own way. But it's like they create that atmosphere of like, okay, Iron Man one came out. Let's all go check that out. Then like. It was solid and everyone liked it. Everyone applauded. Everyone appreciated it. And that's like, all right, then we're going to go again when Iron Man 2 comes out and we're going to have the same thing. We're going to get the tickets. We're going to get popcorn. We're going to get snacks. Maybe we're going to smoke a little or drink a little before we go see it. And then you're going to be again in that throng movie, of, yeah, or, uh, or like, like <laughs> the throng of like, you know, everyone getting caught in that same type of rush every time it comes out. Like that's part of the reason too. I think that they're always so you know, viewable or goable because you know that it's kind of like a scene, even though like it's a very participant observant scene. It's still a scene where a bunch of people are partaking in it and experiencing it the same time, but in very, very different ways in its own like way of being interpreted. 
they're fun. Yeah. No matter how you cut it, they're fun movies. They're fun movies. They're easy to watch. I didn't like, I really didn't enjoy Joker. And not to say I didn't enjoy the movie. I just didn't enjoy doing it in the movie theater. I would have been also very content if I saw Joker at home. You know, and I just like, like gazed over it. Even if I maybe even missed the first eight minutes of it, you know, and just tuned onto it and watched it in its entirety, you know, like that's also the difference I think with the Marvel movies that not just other movies lack or aren't present, but also even other superhero movies or, you know, anti-hero movies are kind of like put out and created for the public for in that same regard. I think the thing is like, I, I think like that, that's the fact that you bring up Joker is a pretty good example to illustrate what I'm talking about. Marvel would never make the Marvel equivalent of Joker. You know what I mean? They're I mean, not gonna Deadpool take... is because it's like an R movie and it's like got some really gory things, but it's definitely portrayed a lot more tastefully, I want to say, or or at least it's it's put on a dish that because like Deadpool jokes around and it's like not like miserable. It, like It's like he's so like pitiful <laughs> that it's like laughable. You know what I'm saying? Like Joker is well, just like, the, I feel the, the, unclean the... when I'm watching it. You know, like I feel like. I just there's feel something bad. to clarify though. There's something to clarify. When I'm when I said Marvel, I meant like Marvel Entertainment, the the movie production company yeah. that's owned by the, the that's owned by Disney. Uh, Deadpool was made by Fox. Okay. But now that Disney has bought Fox, they said that they will kind of keep going with Deadpool and Obviously, like they'd be fools to not continue doing rated R like the way it's been because Deadpool, the first Deadpool was the most profitable, like R rated movie. Yeah. So obviously, like they're not going to change that now. But to take like Joker, which is such a popular character and to um, I mean, and to make a movie that is just so adult and so disturbing to so many people, that's such a risk that I don't think Disney would make a Marvel movie like that. No, absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. Like, at the very least, like, love or hate the DC movies, at least they, Warner Brothers seems to be willing to take that chance. Oh, yeah, they'll... Because <laughs> at this point, what do they have to lose? There's been some very bad ones in the past, you know, and like they've sucked it up and, and kind of like, all right. And you know what? What? Uh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. I was going to say, it's just like, you know, like what, what do they have to lose at that point? You know, like it can't get much worse than this, you know? So it's like, fuck it. Like, and even like, for example, I don't want to say Batman forever is a shitty movie. I will say that if Jim Carrey wasn't in Batman forever, I might not even, put it on if it's the WB11 <laughs> Sunday afternoon movie or I won't put it on if it's on my list of you know massive amounts of selections I'd rather maybe even watch like Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire instead of fucking watching uh you know a DC movie so to speak but in again in, in that same respect but continue down that that vein that you were going what I was going to say was that um for that very reason, like you said, like WB already had put out a few DC movies that were not well received. They were like, fuck it. What do we have to lose? Maybe that was their mentality. And I think that there's a very good chance that was also Fox's mentality when they said, okay, let's make a rated R Wolverine movie 
and they made Logan, which was one of their best movies. Or they said, fuck it, let's make, let's make Dead, Deadpool. I think it was because it might have been that same reason. They had put out a few X-Men movies that didn't do well. And they were like, you know, maybe we have to do something else. Maybe we have to do something different to excite fans to come back. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe that's what you need. Maybe that's what Marvel needs. Maybe Marvel needs a couple of uh, uh maybe Disney needs a couple of Marvel movies to uh to flop spectacularly and then they'll start putting out really sick fucked up yeah, like Marvel twisted movies. Ones. Yeah, I mean I mean <laughs> yeah, you, really also can't, you, you also can't misconstrue like cuz there was there was Logan and then there was also uh X-Men Origins Wolverine. Like those were like two movies that were very different in in rating, but they were trying to tell the same story. So that kind of fits with what we're going down in, in that tangent as well. Cause Lo- well, Logan well, Logan was well, dark. Logan Origins Origins was an Wolverine Origins was an Origins movie. Logan is like the opposite of that. But they still kind of tell like, you know, like that personalized story about one particular character and i guess like, i mean like, logan did it way better logan did it fit, i'm just but that's what i'm trying to get at like like maybe marvel's got to do something like that too i mean or maybe they did you know i don't want to say like the Tobey um, Maguire spider-man winter soldier i thought w- winter soldier yeah winter soldier okay like that but, was a vi- that, that was a very low to the ground very um like character driven yeah, and it's also setting up the reason for the civil war that occurs because you know you can't just have Marvel heroes fighting bad guys. You got to have them fighting each other too because you got to change up the the direction of the of the of the fight because then you're going to also side with which heroes you think are more correct, the ones that should follow the rules and be subjugated or I want to say restricted uh and sign the accords. Or do you have the other ones who rebel and are like, no, like we protect, like, I know like bad stuff happens when we're around sometimes, but our general goal is to protect the people around us. But, you know, it's, let's not go too far off with this episode where we, we've, I think we've discussed a lot of superhero stuff and we could come back to it again. I guess if anyone else wants to throw in uh, anything that we spoke about, uh, shoot us a uh, uh, message on either uh our instagram which is spinning real films which is r-e-a-l our twitter which is spinning real f or also you can just email us direct at spinning real films at gmail.com uh i want to hear what everyone has to say maybe about some of our marvel talk and dc talk and if anything bothered you or you know made you feel a certain way and most importantly join the cult The pencil between my fingers Still not a word, only a pile of crumpled papers Fresh, even that's beat Yeah, I'm on the scene See, for hours, fighting my mind For the prison first to be set free I have so many lines, but not one of them rhymes So many ideas, but not one of them time I hate it, but I cool it, so I'm not frustrated Cause if I stay red-headed, I won't move ahead I'm rocking back and forth with my nails and my teeth Feeling like my masterpiece will never be complete 
pushing to jot the next line that sounds hot in my mind. But when I plot it on paper, it flops every time. My race has been devoured by pointless force words. It's like my brain's being stabbed. That this is absurd. Cause if the pen was really mightier than the sword, I'd be moving forward and toe with the box to record. Roadblock, mental lock. My mind won't block. Rhymes out of stock. More that runs as the clock. Tick tock. Clean sheet, full again the pen. I put it down, fuck it. I'm in the dead end. Roadblock, mental lock. My mind won't block. Rhymes out of stock. More that runs as the clock. Tick tock. I'm in the frozen state of mind My mind is blind and my damn thoughts are tied I got the pencil applied but my hand can't decide What to write to open the bottle that's inside I want to pop this cork but I can't find the key To open it and release what's filled up in me I'm annoyed, can't stand one more loop with this beat And I can't stand being glued to the seat Spinning the same shit over, nothing new Sharpening in my pencil with I ain't got a clue what to write Ain't no idea what to do Feeling that rap don't come in my side shoe It's about to come up Now it just collapsed Feels like getting pampered with follow by getting slapped But the slap won't help Release what's trapped I feel my mind can only be released if I'm capped Roadblock, mental lock My mind won't pop Rhymes out of stock More that runs as the clock Tick tock Clean sheet, full again the pen I put it down, fuck it I'm in the dead end Roadblock, mental lock My mind won't pop Rhymes out of stock More that runs as the clock Tick tock Clean sheet, full again the pen I put it down, fuck it I'm in the dead end I don't know why I continue to fight Lately my mind has denied to comply My emotions have become too deep to reach and grab Instead, they stay buried beneath They're locked in These bars are the only chance to catch a glance But I can't even touch upon it And don't know how to break them out So they stay on my inner conscience about As alone as a long known frozen not moving Till someone picks him up and moves him There's too many strings to tie up loose ends I'm ready to cut the last one holding me up instead It's only the last red and it were hit more if it snapped and I fell dead this way I know it when I plummet and it won't be a surprise when I hit